What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of Market Marauders, Beat the Market, One Trade at a Time. I'm your host, Reginald C. Uh, so let's jump into it. So it's been an interesting start to the week this week. Uh, coming to you on this Wednesday. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, so let's jump into uh, some of the major headlines. Uh, so first, we had our first round of debates um, that happened this week. So Donald Trump, uh, current president. And Joe Biden, former vice president, had their first debate this week. Uh, just want to go over some of the highlights and things that they went over. Uh, some of the topics being healthcare, care, uh, COVID-19 reopenings, um, as well as uh, the economy uh, and things of that nature. So overall, it was just a mess, uh, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, people cutting other people off. Um you know, bunch of people talking over other people, uh, no real clear path forward, um, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, when it comes to uh, health care, um, on the health care subject, uh, Joe Biden said uh, there are currently 20 million people uh, who are currently on Obamacare, uh, which he was uh, referencing Donald Trump wanting to get rid of that. Um, but Trump's plan uh, was basically to cut drug prices and allow choice countries um, for uh, basically the cities to select choice countries to get cheaper uh, prescriptions. Uh, when it came to the pandemic or uh, COVID-19, um, Biden said there are 40K people a day who are getting COVID. Um, and he wants his main focus to be, if he's elected, uh, to provide PPE and provide funding. Um, but Trump's action was basically, you know, open everything up, um, and take action through that. Um, he said, you know, their response was, uh, the best response they could have by providing PPE, uh, ventilators, as well as opening the country back up. Um, he wanted to, uh, continue to open back up and, you know, looking, uh, talked about having a vaccine, uh, by November. Uh, he was still... Um, on the path for that, uh, he mentioned companies like Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, um, to name a few. Uh, so those three companies uh, seem to be the, on the forefront of the president's mind uh, as far as vaccines are concerned. I know uh, Moderna and Pfizer, uh, I think, are in their phase two and phase three trials. So hopefully they'll have an update coming soon on that, uh, whether it'll be before um you know, voting starts or after voting starts, uh, who's to say, uh, but I think their updates are supposed to be in October. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to that. Um, with uh, regards to reopenings, uh, Biden was very hesitant uh, on reopening, saying that, you know, first we need to provide PPE uh, and then help financially the small businesses who were affected by um, COVID-19. Uh, so, you know, the opposite end of that is, you know, President Trump was all about going to open uh, communities and places uh, as soon as possible and more uh, than have already been open. So in regards to the economy, uh, you know, they said Trump said that it's a V-shaped recovery and Biden said it's more of a K recovery. Um, Trump said there's a record of 10.4 million people back into the workforce. Uh, we need to open uh, these states back up. Uh, whereas Biden's rebuttal to that was millionaires and billionaires have 
made more than $300 million during the pandemic. Um, and then he also jumped into uh, the rhetoric of talking about um, Trump paying only $750 in taxes, uh, where that question was kind of avoided. Um, but it was in regards to the article uh, produced by the New York Times uh, saying that in 2016 and 2017, uh, President Trump uh, paid only $750 each year in tax. Um, so that question was kind of thrown up. Um, there was no real path forward, in my personal opinion, on the issue of race or how to fix um, race relations. Uh, it seemed like both candidates were kind of, you know, in the air about it. Um, you know, there was no real plan on how to fix it uh, or the, you know, social injustices or things of that nature. Uh, so those are some of the highlights, uh, you know, from the uh, debate. I urge everyone to go out there and watch it. Um, it's definitely very interesting, especially considering, uh, you know, at the end of the debate, it's going to determine who's going to be running the country for the next four years. Uh, so, you know, everybody out there, I encourage you to go watch those uh, and just make an opinion for yourself. I'm not telling you who to vote for, uh, or what candidate or what party to be a part of. I'm just saying just watch it uh, just to see the direction that the country could possibly be headed towards. So with that being said, uh, going into... Um, some more information, uh, House Democrats released um, the updated version of the HEROES Act, uh, which is a $2.2 trillion legislation uh, that protects lives, livelihoods, um, and the life of our democracy, which is what it says. Uh, it says strong support uh, for small businesses, um, improving the PPP uh, program, which is the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, to serve small businesses and struggling nonprofit uh, profits, providing hard-hit businesses uh, with second loans and delivering targeted assistance for those struggling restaurants, industries, and independent live venue operators. Additional assistance for airline industry workers, extending the highly successful payroll support program uh, to keep airline industry workers paid. More funding to bolster education and child care. Uh, with $225 billion for education, uh, including $182 billion for K-12 through schools, and nearly $39 billion for post-secondary education, and $57 billion to support child care for families. Uh, so, in addition to this, uh, they have a section for Honor Our Heroes, uh, through the $436 billion to provide one year's uh, worth of assistance to state, local, territorial, and tribal governments who are dispersely needed funds, who desperately needed funds uh, to pay vital workers like first responders, healthcare workers, uh, who basically have helped us out during this pandemic. Uh, supports uh, testing, tracing, and treatment. Uh, so there's $75 billion uh, for uh, coronavirus testing, uh, contact tracing, and isolation measures uh, with special attention uh, the disparities facing uh, communities of color, ensuring every American can access free coronavirus treatment and supporting hospitals and providers. Uh, the updated bill also includes $28 billion uh, for procurement, distribution, and education uh, campaigns for safe and effective vaccine. So, uh, and also pr the proposed bill, which what everybody was looking for, um, cushioning of economic uh, blow, of the coronavirus crisis with more robust, robust second round of economic 
uh, impact payments of 1200 per taxpayer and 500 per dependent. Uh, so in this new proposed bill, which has not been passed yet, um, they are asking for another uh, $1,200 check and a 504 dependents. Uh, so yeah, they have that in there. Uh, so that's basically what a lot of people are looking for. Um, protects payrolls by enhancing new employee retention tax credit that encourages employers to keep employees on payroll. Uh, ensures worker safety by requiring OSHA to issue a strong, enforceable standard uh, within seven days to require all workplaces to develop and in implement infection control plans based on CDC expertise. Uh, so that's a new one. Uh, a lot of companies are ran by uh, OSHA regulations, um, and that's basically how they get their certifications for safety. Uh, so I'm interested to see what that policy would actually be um, that they're proposing or that OSHA would come up with. Uh, because it just talks about exposure. Um, I don't know if that will require, you know, people getting tested if they work at certain places or if it's going to be based on uh, corporate America to kind of come up with their own plan per uh, individual place. So I'm interested to see how um, OSHA implements, you know, this part of the plan. Uh, so preserves health care uh, or health coverage, uh, protecting the Americans losing their uh, employer provided health insurance by making unemployment Americans uh, automatically receive the maximum ACA subsidy on the exchanges as well as special enrollment period in the ACA exchanges for uninsured Americans. Uh, next is restores unemployment benefits, ensuring weekly $600 federal unemployment payment through the next January and preventing unemployment workers from exhausting their uh, eligibility, providing a vital safe net uh, for a record number of Americans who are unemployed, including those connected uh, to the gig economy. So they expect to uh, give $600 more for uh, unemployment, uh, but I think unemployment numbers have really gone down since the pandemic started. So, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, this amount is still needed. I know there's some people out there who are still, you know, without jobs um, and money definitely is needed, but um, I don't think the same amount of people, uh, you know, who were affected beforehand uh, are the same amount of people who are affected now. Um, so, you know, it may be less people getting this unemployment than, you know, beforehand. Uh, bolstering housing uh, assistant. Uh, so helping struggling families afford a safe place to live with tens of billions and new supports uh, to assist renters and homeowners make monthly rent, mortgage, and utility payments, and other housing-related costs preventing homelessness. Uh, so there's no amount for that. Uh, a lot of these other ones, there was an amount, uh, but there is no proposed amount for how much uh, funding they're going to actually be giving for that. So I'm interested to see what that value would be or what plans would be in in place to give, uh, you know, homeowners and renters, uh, you know, uh, financial assistance. So uh, they also plan on strengthen, strengthening uh, food security, uh, which is addressing hunger, 50% increase to the maximum SNAP um, benefit and additional funding for nutrition programs to help families uh, put food on the tables as well as target support for farmers uh, and producers impacted by the crisis. Uh, so then safeguard our democracy with uh, new resources to ensure safe elections and accurate, accurate census and prevent, uh, preserve the postal service. 
Uh, so it's basically all the things that they're talking about um, for this new proposed Heroes Act uh, with the update. Um, one of the only major updates that I've seen in this is uh, the worker safety with the uh, OSHA uh, section. Uh, but I would like to see them update this to have like an amount or a plan. Uh, this uh, bolstering housing assistance uh, is kind of a vague um, you know, sentiment. There's not really an amount or a plan on how they plan on helping you know, people. Um, with the unemployment, you know, there's an amount, uh, with a lot of these other things, uh, testing and tracing and things of that nature, there's an amount, uh, with education, there's an amount, but when it comes to helping, uh, people who are, you know, trying to make payments on, uh, their rent or helping them uh, in their house, there's no real amount of money uh, that they're setting aside that I'm seeing, uh, from this. So those are updates that I would like to see, um, as this goes on. So, and more news, uh, we have Tesla, uh, you know, partnering with Walmart uh, Canada and Walmart Canada basically upped their um, amount of orders. So Walmart Canada uh, now has 130 of the electric semi trucks on order, uh, which is basically what the retailer said. Um, the Tesla semi was supposed to be here by now. But if you've watched the electric car maker in the past uh, talking about Tesla, uh, you know, deadlines with, you know, Elon Musk is basically a thing in the past. Uh, Walmart Canada on Tuesday uh, basically uh, has 130 trucks on order. So when they do uh, come down the assembly line, uh, which I think will help Walmart, um, you know, in the long run, uh, especially considering, you know, the efficiency of these trucks um, and the constant growth of electric vehicles. Um, in the future. So I think that was pretty interesting news when that came on the pipeline um, and interested to see how those stocks uh, definitely perform as time goes on. Uh, now, also in the news today, Alibaba uh, made a statement and they said they expect the cloud business to turn profitable uh, for the first time within the next few months. Uh, Alibaba Finance uh, Chief Maggie Wu uh, said that Alibaba's Alibaba's cloud computing business is expected to become profitable in this current fiscal year. So uh, cloud growth computing, computing has seen um, being very profitable and uh, during Chinese e-commerce, uh, which is basically what Alibaba is. It's like the uh, Chinese version of Amazon. So you could buy just about anything on Alibaba. Um, and I know a lot of people use it for drop shipping as well. Um, so the CEO, Daniel Zhang, uh, called the technology a growth engine, uh, but said the world, uh, is a, uh, national stage of global cloud era. So a lot of companies are getting into this whole cloud niche, uh, that I'm seeing lately. Um, and you know, there's a, a huge competitive market for cloud-based systems, um, and you know, cloud services. Uh, so definitely interested to see how they perform and what their cloud services um, all entail as the future continues. Uh, so today, um, Mnuchin, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, says that he's hopeful that the White House and Democrats can strike a deal uh, on the coronavirus stimulus plan. Uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen uh, Mnuchin said that he is hopeful about striking coronavirus stimulus deal. Uh, with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Um, he plans to talk to Pelosi on Wednesday um, and make kind of proposal to the $2.2 million relief bill, uh, the one that I discussed earlier. Uh, he said that 
The sides have found common ground in several areas, including the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, small business loans, direct payments to individuals, and school funding. Uh, but, you know, as the time of this recording, there has been no deal that has been made. Um, I know they met, but they couldn't come to a conclusion. Uh, so I'm interested to see if a conclusion will ever be made before the election actually happens. I know there's a lot of focus on the election uh, as well as the debates, but, you know, I think people need money now um, and they need, you know, security um, in the sense of, you know, potentially uh, getting help from uh, the government. So I'm interested to see, you know, if they'll continue to delay this until after the elections are over or if they'll come to some conclusion um, and start, you know, implementing the plans that they have. Um, it's been held off for quite a long time, uh, but I think, you know, the more that they meet uh, in person, the better off, uh, you know, they'll come to a conclusion on this. So definitely looking for more updates on this um, as the time goes on and we get closer to uh, the actual election. Uh, so GM uh, extends talks uh, on the $2 billion deal with Nikola after fraud uh, and sexual assault allegations surface against Trevor Milton. Uh, so if you're not familiar, uh, in one of my previous podcasts, I talked about Trevor Milton stepping down uh, from the company, um, you know, from his board position basically on allegations uh, that came against him. Uh, before that, they had a deal with GM, uh, which said they were GM would produce their Badger, um, which is their electric vehicle, their electric uh, pickup truck um, at GM factories, and they would do the fuel cell for those as well. But uh, apparently that deal has been put on hold. Uh, so the deal was initially viewed as a no-loss situation for GM, uh, the partnership would give Detroit Automaker 11% stake in the company uh, for supplying Nikola battery and fuel cell technologies, as well as producing Nikola's Badger pickup. Uh, executives of both companies are expected to extend talks. Uh, two people familiar with the matter said uh, asking not to be identified because the negotiations aren't public. So there's a lot of speculation going on with this. Um, I think, you know, GM... Uh, you know, kind of was embarrassed, in my personal opinion, about the whole Trevor Milton situation. Um, and it kind of, you know, made GM look, you know, really bad. GM's been around for forever. Um, so, you know, before these Trevor Milton allegations came out, uh, it definitely looked like a pretty big move uh, for GM as well as Nikola Motors. But after these allegations came out, it kind of, you know, looked bad on GM that they are partnering with someone uh, whose reputation was definitely... Um, at risk, I would say. So, um, interested to see if that deal actually closes um, and what uh, the future holds for that. Uh, because if the deal doesn't go through, I'm wondering does that mean that the Badger will not be produced? Um, now, Nikola Motors um, has Nikola World uh, that's supposed to be in December to debut the Nikola Badger. Um, but you know, if this deal doesn't go through and there's no actual production model, um, you know, it's going to be hard to to see if Nikola Motors will actually have a functioning, um, you know, vehicle to debut uh, without being backed by GM. So interested to see how that develops, uh, interested to see, you know, how that affects GM stock wise, as well as Nikola 
uh, motor stock wise. I know both have been fluctuating. I think GM's kind of gone up though, uh, but Nikola Motors definitely has struggled uh, since the Trevor Milton news came out with those allegations. Uh, so interested to see um, what comes about in that situation. So today a company uh, went public, uh, and that company was Palantir, uh, which closed uh, below uh, its debut. Uh, so it went public today uh, on the 30th, um, after 17 years after the company was created. So quite a long time um, after the company was created. Uh, but I think the shares went down after um, the proposed uh, debut. So going to see how that performs as time goes on um, and interested to see if it goes up after that. So in other news today, uh, Datadog and Microsoft announced that they have a strategic partnership. Uh, so Datadog will be available uh, as first service class uh, or as first class service uh, within the Azure portal, enabling customers to accelerate their cloud journey. So Microsoft and Datadog uh, basically jumping in that cloud niche that I talked about earlier with Alibaba, uh, not partnering with them, but like in the niche of cloud um, services. So Alibaba has their cloud services, and now Datadog is going to be partnering with Microsoft for their cloud uh, services, which is the Azure portal. Uh, so Datadog, uh, the monitoring and security platform for cloud applications, today announced a strategic partnership with Microsoft Azure. Uh, as part of the launch, Datadog will now be available in the Azure console uh, as first-class service. Uh, this means that Azure customers will be uh, able to implement Datadog as a monitoring solution uh, for their cloud workloads through new streamlined workflows uh, that cover everything from procurement uh, to configuration. The improved uh, onboard experience makes Datadog setup automatic, uh, so new users can start monitoring the health and performance of their applications with Datadog quickly, uh, whether they are based entirely in Azure or spread across hybrid or multi-cloud environments. Uh, with the deepest integration and the easiest configuration, Datadog is now clearly positioned as a premier monitoring solution for Azure. So pretty big move for both companies, uh, positive outlook for both companies. Um, I know Datadog, uh, which ticker sign is DDOG, uh, definitely went up today based off this news. And I think they'll continue to go up off of this news. Um, and Microsoft, which is ticker sign MSFT, uh, will continue to go up um, after this news as well. Um, Microsoft as a company, uh, to me, has just been very well-rounded and done a lot of good things um, as time has gone on. Uh, definitely able to capitalize uh, from this pandemic. Um, a lot of things going on with the company, still releasing their console, um, you know, helping with teams uh, for the pandemic. Um, and now increasing their cloud services with uh, Azure, uh, the release of Azure for uh, clouding services. Um, you know, I think they're going to continue to do uh, well as far um, as growth in the future. Uh, so lastly, I want to go into uh, today, Apple CEO Tim Cook received first major stock grant since 2011. Uh, could earn more than 1 million shares by 2025. Uh, so Apple granted Tim Cook 336,987 uh, restricted units of Apple stock on Tuesday, uh, as well as performance-based grants uh, that could take his total to 
million uh, one thousand nine hundred sixty-one shares by twenty twenty-five. So one million shares of Apple is quite a bit. Um, uh, Tuesday's closing price of one hundred fourteen dollars and nine cents. Uh, the shares are worth $114 million. Uh, so Tim Cook's uh, current stock grant plan expires next year. Uh, so the new grant assures he'll be uh, paid competitive, competitively uh, through 2025 if he sticks around. Uh, so, you know, in my personal opinion, uh, I don't know if you all know how I feel about Tim Cook. I think he is a fantastic CEO. I think he has taken uh, Apple to uh, new heights, uh, especially, you know, considering the pandemic uh, with the numbers that they were pulling off uh, during this pandemic and the growth that they've had uh, with all their products, um, with their uh, iOS, uh, as well as, you know, the growth of the Apple Watch and uh, the upcoming release of the new iPhone 12. Um, I think the company as a whole um, is very... um, to be a good company till 2025 and beyond. Um, I think, you know, they found their niche and they found the things that they do well um, and they continue to expound on those things that they do well. Um, So I think, you know, he's paid very well considering, you know, how much he's done uh, for the company uh, and definitely, you know, continued the legacy of Steve Jobs um, in a good way, in my personal opinion. Uh, So that's all the major events that I I've seen going on today, uh, you know, good luck to everybody out there trading. Hope everybody's able to lock in some profits, uh, this week. Uh, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.